like, my, my God, God. I dude. literally it's could like not when, believe that when movie. He swung it was in, three hours long. felt like when, literally dude, two seconds. I like, physically could not believe it. It more was like unreal. More like 20 minutes, but like unreal. less, you know? When like, he fought himself. The scene in the sunglass hut. Oh, my God. I couldn't God. believe it. Like, the, oh, my. I could I not just, believe it. And then they were in the sky. Like, Holy Blockbuster crap. video oh my will God. never it, be the same. It felt I like just, sex. Like, I could not believe it. It was I can't unreal. wait to see the Denny's menu that caters to this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The the F-bomb that they chose for this? Flawless. I just think the way they integrated Superman was something else. Hey, uh, welcome everyone to the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Lane Calder. And today we're going to be talking about Avengers Endgame. Uh, I'm joined by the wonderfully whimsical Jake Moody, as always, <laughs> as well as the super spectacular Spencer Bennett. Guys, say hi. Yeah. Hi. Howdy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, it was different than the normal one. I oh was my, caught off I, guard. I know. I'm so sorry. I, uh, I switched it up on you guys. Uh, so, yeah, today we are breaking our usual biweekly schedule so that we basically have an excuse to talk about Avengers Endgame because that happened last night and mm. broke the world and is continuing to break the world today. And that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to give our thoughts, our ideas and um, maybe even some predictions on the MCU moving forward because it is not over. Um, mm -mm. So this is going to be spoiler heavy. I cannot stress that enough. Um, so do not listen if you don't want Avengers Endgame spoiled for you. This is your warning. I feel like mm -hmm. I have stressed this enough at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so if you continue listening and you get it spoiled for you, you have no one to blame but yourself. Good. We are going to spoil the movie. <laughs> All right. Good. Spoiler heavy. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, let's, let's start out by doing, I think, a just general run through of our thoughts and ideas about the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to get a sense of whether we all liked it or not. We haven't talked about the movie at all since we've seen it, or at least I haven't talked to you guys. I know that you guys saw it together. Um, we barely talked afterwards. Okay. Yeah. So I shut down shut every inkling of a conversation. because <laughs> I wanted to save it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I do want to know one, if you guys liked it, if you disliked it, general sense, and then a few reasons why. So let's start with our um, really brain power on all things comics, Spencer Bennett. Uh, oh, let's see what you thought of it. Um, Go for it, buddy. Uh-oh. <laughs> Big um. Uh-oh. It's, it's a good movie. Um, all right. It's, it's well put together. Uh, it's a great finale for all of these movies. Uh, I didn't lose my mind over it, though. I thought that hmm. um, we're just so like things I liked. Uh, I liked the ending. I thought the third act was incredible. I thought it was a fantastic end. Like the last hour is awesome. Um, mm -hmm. I thought the yeah. second act was very slow and paced weirdly. And I was kind of zoned out a lot, which was concerning. Um, and I thought the very opening with like Hawkeye and then them killing Thanos. After they killed Thanos for the first time, I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then um, <laughs> oh, I, thought it was I was literally so caught off guard. I was like, oh man, what's this movie going to be? Is Galactus going to show up? And then they kind of mope for like 30 minutes and then they figure out how to, I don't know. I thought it was, it was a good ending. I thought the third act was the strongest part of the movie, which as it should be, but I thought the beginning mm. was good. And then from like mm. the beginning until like they, are like halfway through the time heists. I was kind of like, eh, I'm kind of bored. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that's my take. I'll we'll get to more. Jake, what do you think? Um, I really, really liked it. Obviously, I think I'm contractually obligated to <laughs> like the movie. I, uh, I agree with you. I think the ending was insane. The first time I did tear up a couple times, but the first time I did was when. Black Panther and his little clan came Ooh, and then he said cool. he said Umpampe! and then like the camera kind of faded and you saw the whole like army holy crap and that was like a little uncontrollable oh my god I was so hyped at that point but with that being said um I was with the movie the whole time it it didn't even feel long to me and uh I was thinking about it kind of after the fact structure wise because I was like how the hell do you even sit down to think about doing that 
And, um, and I obviously, Spencer, I can't say, I can't tell you how to feel in act two. If you zoned out, you zoned out because obviously there was a lot going on, but to defend the movie. I, so I think the act one break is Ant-Man getting to the Avengers area. And then he, he's, yeah. And he says, yo, we can do this time travel thing. And then basically act the first part of act two is them doing the heists, which was like unbelievably fun. Every single one was the New York one was just like fun and funny. It was really like a celebration of MCU yes, that, stuff. And that's exactly what I was saying on the last show I wanted to see. It was a celebration of, of the like coolest moments. We even got to see Star Lord dancing again, which yeah. I absolutely did not think was going to happen. Um, and then I think the midpoint is when Nebula, the, the old Nebula, you know, screwed everything up. Right. So I, to me, it it worked, at least. Um, can just we really just say that we, Karen <laughs> Gillan was great in this movie? Yeah, oh, playing yeah. two nebulas. Uh huh. No, I, I thought <laughs> it was. I, I thought it was really really special. But throughout the course of the show, we can talk about it. Lane, why yeah. don't you run through it? Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I really did. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard for me to not see it as, or at least I guess, hard for me to not judge it as part or the finishing act of all this stuff it's hard for me to not judge it as like its own movie you know it's hard for me to look at it as one movie um because it's just connected to all this other stuff and but i'm i'm a sucker for final acts and things that Mm. close out sagas and trilogies and that sort of thing i love return of the jedi i love revenge of the sith i love harry potter and the deathly hollows uh both the book and the movie the movies uh both part one and part two i know everyone hates part one of harry potter and the deathly hollows for some reason but i love it i know thanks spencer (laughs) Uh, but anyway uh so I, I actually did I, – I wasn't sure if I was going to like this movie because I felt like I knew what was going to happen going into it. But they threw some surprises in there that I did oh, not yeah. see coming, uh, like killing off Thanos right at the beginning. Awesome. Uh, Incredible yeah, what a like great narrative twist. decision. Wow. Yeah. It was so cool. And uh, the five years later thing, like what the hell? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, five years later, the time jump, um, you know, giving Tony Stark a kid. Like everyone's kind of moving on and you're just like, what the hell is going on? You know? And mm-hmm. uh, that, I felt like those were cre- great creative decisions that they made. Um, personally, and, I, I felt okay. like most of the movie had a very fast pace. So I didn't, yeah. it did not feel like three hours to me. I know that we were joking about that in our rant at the beginning of the show, but uh, it honestly didn't feel like three hours to me. This movie felt shorter than infinity war did to me. I don't necessarily know about that one, but I do, I do agree with you that it it flew by and I was yeah. never at one point like I never thought it was dragging. And there were certain scenes that in my head I thought, oh, this is kind of just for fun. Right. Right. But um, for whatever reason, it it made me feel the whole th- the whole time I, I was in it in terms of, you know, like the celebration scenes, the ones that were just kind of more for fun were interwoven with the plot enough that it didn't ever make me feel panderish. Although that's, right. that's all it was, was fan pandering. Right. But it, it, at least in the context of the movie, at least my first viewing, I never was like uh, annoyed at, at even like an inkling of it. Yeah. The final battle I thought was done very well. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. When it started, it was a little... Uh, like Lord of the Rings for me. Like there were just so many things to look <laughs> so at. So much like, stuff going on. Yeah, but yeah. I thought as it went on, I guess I guess I like adjusted to it and, and was able to run. Yeah. Um, speaking of the ending, I mean, I could not have in my wildest dreams imagined a more satisfying ending for both Tony and Cap. Like yeah. unreal what they did with those characters. It was very satisfying for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked... I really like Tony's ending. I really liked Captain America's ending uh, where he goes back to his own time where he belongs. Yeah, um, it was perfect. And by the way, that leaves this that door open to throw us like a Captain America movie set in the Cold War easily. That's true. Not you know? I, th- I don't no, I don't think I, it's going to happen at all. But I, I mean, do. if they ever th- want to go back to that, I guess they could. But I personally don't think that would ever happen. Mm. I think he's done. Well, I don't think he wants to do it anymore. Me neither. But they absolutely left the 
window open for something. I guess, yeah. Well, I don't mm. think he went back and was Captain America. He just went back and was Steve. He, yeah, that's yeah, like that's, why that's he had his. That's why he had his shield in that bag thing because he hadn't used it. Yeah, and I was really a. Uh, I kind of had a feeling. I didn't know if Cap was going to die or he was going to have some big grand gesture of retirement or whatever it was going to be. But I mean, I, along with, I assume everybody else thought that Winter Soldier was going to be able to like carry the mantle. So I was very, uh, I think it's honestly more interesting that it's Falcon. Yeah. But it's, uh, that's cool. We're going to get a Sam Wilson, Captain America movie. I like it more that it's Falcon. So do I, but like, I don't think Falcon, is Falcon going to take super serum? Cause he's cause no. Bucky's souped no, up. I don't think so. Cap is souped mm-hmm. up. Falcon's just a dude. So like, if Falcon is yeah. Captain America, he's gonna get his ass kicked regularly. I feel like that's kind of what makes it special, though. Is he's just this guy, and he's uh, like anyone. I've never read a Sam Wilson was cute, comic, but he does thing. it. There is a precedent. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's not new. Oh yeah, no, that this is a thing. Yeah. But there's also a precedent for, for Bucky. Uh, Bucky being. Cap. I thought it was gonna be Bucky. Um, yeah, but I think he might be better suited as a as a secondary character. And if you break it down like character wise, he is a, like very similar to to uh, Steve. You know, he's the it, man out of time, and his head is messed up. And it and, makes sense with the um, Bucky and Falcon show, which I imagine is going to be retitled Captain America oh, and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, probably. I forgot that they have a show together. Yeah. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Wow, that's cool. Um, Okay. This was a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but you were about to go into the bits you didn't like. So uh, go ahead. Go no. ahead. Um I thought that my favorite part of the ending was was Lebowski Thor joining the Guardians. Oh I thought my that was gosh. Great. Oh well that yeah, sure. Lebowski As Guardians Thor. of the Galaxy, bro. That's the best part of the ending for me. As Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. The hold on, Spencer, before you go through it, the two at the very beginning that I was like, I cannot believe they did I I almost wanted them to kill Thanos really early. I wanted it to be like a um like a revenge thing and they would end up regretting it and they're like, well now what? We don't know how to use these stones or he ended up destroying them or whatever. So I was like almost halfway looking forward to that. Obviously I was caught off guard. But the fact that they sat down and looked at all these characters and and mapped out all their stuff and they're like, okay, Thor, so what are we going to do with him? And someone said, what if he was just really fat and drunk the whole time? (laughs) And they did it. That's unreal that that's the decision they made with that character and contrasting it in the beginning when he's like so serious and such a prick to what we saw in Ragnarok and what we saw here was really fun and like really creative. At least I think I am glad that they're keeping his character around though. I feel like they just, you know, Mm -hmm. they just reinvented his character in Ragnarok and people like him now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I feel like I I felt like they're either going to kill him off while people liked him or keep him around. And I'm, yeah. I am glad that they are keeping him around uh, as a guardian, which is, really cool. is cool. And I'm, I think it's really cool that Valkyrie is, is now the, like, I guess the queen of Asgard. Of, yeah. New, new Asgard, Asgard, which is so cool that that's the thing on earth. I really yeah, like that too. It's very cool. That was a really mm. cool uh, set or yeah, I totally. guess uh, set piece. Yeah. That was very cool. Also, I, I really liked, uh, I guess they did professor Hulk in this, huh? Oh, yeah. And that was fun. I was expecting that one, too, just because I saw so many pops and things like that, like the merch. They didn't really hide it. But that yeah. was fun too, especially really like at the that. diner when he when the kids oh, were taking yeah, the picture. Yeah. That was he very was like, funny. "Hulk out!" And as they walked away, he said, "Bruce out." I thought that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, she, okay, he was re- he was really good in this. He had like a very I thought he had a surprisingly large role in this. Uh, Hulk I did. kind of figured, but I was a uh, yeah, I was happy with it. Same with I he mean, got to you snap. know. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah. many things happened in this movie that I forgot. Yeah. Um, just because it was so freaking like I was talking with one of my buddies once it was over, and seeing Tony be able to talk to his dad and that whole set piece, yeah, could have literally been the crux of its own movie. Right. And that was just like a beat within fifty other beats. Yeah. Spencer, why don't you go ahead? You had something to say. I mean, you guys are celebrating. I'm not going to rain on your parade. It's not. Oh, I mean, please, please rain on our parade. Spencer. It's not even necessarily a rain because I know you enjoyed it. There's just certain things that you had, uh, you know, start, start the storm. I, guess start yeah. the, I have a couple tips is, with it. Okay. Here's, here's what I was talking to my roommate about last night for like a good amount of time after the movie. Um, 
I love Avengers Infinity War because it feels so drastically different from every movie before it. And it feels like right. a culmination of all these movies where you've done enough like ridiculous stuff with these characters where you can do a movie where you take them seriously. And I commended it yeah. for that, that it was Avengers Infinity War for the most part is a very serious movie. And I really like it. has that. a lot of jokes, dude. Don't forget. It, you can't make a mistake about it that it is although it's dark and it's serious it's a fun movie and they don't even attempt to hide it I thought Infinity War was much funnier than Endgame it, yeah it might even be there were a lot of jokes in that movie obviously I'm with you The it's a, it's a dark movie especially the end I mean my goodness however there it was it is a funny movie because it's a kids movie at the end of the day I don't know. When you Is go from though? the ending of the character getting snapped <laughs> to sitting in a diner for five minutes with Hulk and Ant-Man riffing off each other, I checked out because I was like, oh, God, we're just taking mm. steps backwards. That's what it felt like. I felt like I watched mm-hmm. them take steps forward, and then it was like, okay, here's more of the same. Okay, characters being stupid, making one-liners. All these fucking people in the theater train like monkeys to laugh at every joke or laughing. I was, just, I was, I was so like annoyed at that point that I checked out. So I was like, they, they had the potential to do something different, and they did exactly what they do every time. And I thought that was lame, personally. That's why I don't like the second act, because I think it just it's so meandering of just like... The second act definitely plays up. I mean, well, because the second act was quite literally a celebration of, of these movies. They literally flash back into like the most memorable parts and like looked at them in different ways and cracked jokes while they were doing it. But the beginning, can't tell me the beginning wasn't somber was, and crazy. I thought it was great. That's why I love the Hawkeye beginning. I said, okay, good. We're continuing this. We're doing this. And then like five minutes later, they're making stupid It was not jokes. five minutes. It was easily like 20 because they then they roll right into – I will say we didn't touch on this. I did not like – how they put Captain Marvel in the beginning. She just saved Tony. Like, really? Uh, and then no one like even brought up. up. Yeah, no one even was like, wait, who is she? I know we saw it in the after credit scene, but we never got oh, to see yeah. the, like, uh, that wasn't, that was no one even questioned her. up and they know yeah. who she is at that point. Yeah. Were you and Karen like, were telling me, even... oh, that scene's in the movie. I was like, I don't think it is. I think that's just supposed to be <sighs> Captain Marvel found the Avengers. Okay. I guess so, but... Um, no, I thought it was lazy that she went and got Tony. I, I thought d- that was lame. I, um, a little bit, but they had so much to do. She might be my favorite th- character in this, purely because she... I, I think they finally got her a personality, which is like smug asshole. She's like Tony Stark, but not funny, which I kind of like. Um, I mean, I don't know. She wasn't in it that much. Yeah, I can really... But the very couple, the couple lines she does have, I did enjoy. They're like, where are you going? I'm going to kill Thanos. Like, she doesn't give a shit. I kind of like that. Yeah, I guess so. I like that yeah. she's <laughs> kind of an arrogant not fun person. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Dude, that. one of my favorite moments in this whole movie is like, it was in the beginning when Black Widow was doing like that conference with a couple of the characters and they're like the blue holograms and she's like, I'm not going to be here for a couple months. There's a lot of other planets that need help. And Rocket's like, what are you going to go get a haircut? <laughs> I thought that was so funny. And no one was going to acknowledge the fact that her hair was completely different. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny that the raccoon was like, what, do you need another haircut? Dude, when they called that Rocket really a Build-A-Bear, that was, oh, yeah. that was oh, yeah. one of the funniest jokes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There were some um, funny jokes in this one. There were, but I'm trying to remember in Black Panther. I mean, sorry, in Infinity War, Spencer. There were a lot of jokes. Like that was a funny movie. I didn't like him. There. Really, every time it cut to Bruce Banner, he was like, you know, the Hulk was yelling at him, like in the thing. Don't oh, you yeah. remember when, uh, when he's in the Hulkbuster and Thor like lands down, and then the Hulkbuster thing opens up, and Bruce Banner looks so stupid, and he's like, "Ha ha, you guys are so screwed now." That was a fun know, movie, and they didn't even try to hide to it. Be like an epic conclusion, they kept just undercutting it was definitely drama an epic stupid conclusion. jokes. And that's my beef with every single Marvel movie because they're all the same. Is they undercut drama with stupid jokes, and that's why I. They're checked family out. movies. What? I didn't think they. They're family movies. Okay. So they need but to you keep can the do tone a, a certain story without every couple of seconds someone making some dumb joke. Like you can do. Yeah, that. but I don't I think. It was I think there were different. I'm with you. I like and the I movie. do agree like that I did. You're like making me feel yeah, I know, like I, know, I, I, know. Like, I did like the movie, but like there's certain stuff that I thought was lame. Just speaking on your tone issue with the movie though, because that's a, a lot of people have an issue with that. And then other studios that attempt to make big movies like that say we want to differentiate ourselves from Marvel and not have that type of tone. But what I would say to those the people who aren't fully into that is uh well not necessarily fully into that, but just like to defend Marvel. Um 
I think there's definitely a difference between scenes that you were meant to just enjoy and laugh along with the characters. And then there were scenes where people will like do a one-liner, but it will be, it's not, there's a difference between the diner scene and when Hulk snaps his fingers and everything is saved and there's birds chirping and there's a rebirth and then everyone just gets like blown to bits and they yeah. like find themselves under the rubble and Rocket's and like literally that. looking at the camera and singing, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And I love there's, that. There were very serious and dark. the whole first 30 minutes of the movie were really serious. And that's why I said we I saw love Captain the America at like a grief sequence. Yes. But it's okay to also throw in the funny bits because if it's supposed to be a con- epic conclusion of all these movies, what's like the main thing? that help these movies go on is the fact that they're just enjoyable to watch i just thought you start send the beginning so like dark and cool and like yes uh, deal with the aftermath the last one ended and everyone died don't address address that like move with that keep that as a central theme and then like they set up all of this end the beginning is great and then the second act starts and they're in a diner with bruce banner and he's making jokes about food and taking selfies with people and i'm like oh my god you just set up all this drama and now we're just wasting 10 minutes of movie to make jokes with Hulk and Ant-Man. That's, I think it was yes. too long. I think the length is an issue. I think it's way okay. too long. I think it could easily be two hours. Yeah. That's usually minutes. what girls tell me, but I just usually say like, come on guys, relax. Anyways. I think um, it oh easily been <laughs> um, um, but that's just my so thing. Another thing I will say is that in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's a lot more grounded in reality than some of the other superhero movies in terms of, for the most part, these are like Ant-Man has no superpowers. He just has his suit and these people are strong. And you know what I mean? And it's very firmly set in the world, whether it's like a different version and a funny and like, don't take things as seriously as it would be in real life. But with that being said, it is set in the real world. And when you have a Professor Hulk walking around in the real world and you have a talking raccoon walking around in the real world, you have to acknowledge that it's stupid, which is kind of what they did. But they've yeah. been doing that for like so many movies already. I know, but Professor Hulk was something new. Hulk was something new, though. Yeah. We've, I feel we like haven't they seen also that. have to acknowledge that they have to have like bantery dialogue when it's the first time that, you know. Uh, Tony Stark and Rocket Raccoon are meeting each other, and yeah. I think it was and the first the, time that Hulk and Rocket were meeting each other. So probably, and I don't know. And Paul Rudd is a comedy actor. That's what they got him on for. I don't know. Yeah, I just, and with that being know. said, he had some really good scenes, like when he was searching for his daughter in the in the memorial. Was great. That was oh, really that tough. was a really scene. good scene. And then he saw his own name, and that's like really Twilight Zone trippiness. And he goes to find that was something that kind of was confusing because his daughter is like a little girl, and then it's a five year jump, yeah, and she's like a total like, teenager now. Yeah, but the performance <laughs> was really sense. good. <laughs> the performance was really good. I, I couldn't remember how old his daughter was in the last movie just because I like completely forgot girl. Ant-Man and the Wasp because I hated it so much. Yeah. So I just like everything I was like, that right, was self that was serious and dealt with legitimate drama, I thought was wonderful. But when it diverged mm-hmm. into dumb jokes, I checked out because I'd seen I've seen so that. Did movie you like before. the uh, did you like the Thor stuff yes, at all? I thought that that's what I said last you time. Look, that's yeah, the only bit Spencer's that a sucker for felt Korg. Fun. Uh, Spencer loved that Korg yeah. bit, didn't you, Spencer? I thought the Thor bits were the only parts that were genuinely funny, minus the Fortnite joke. That made me want to kill oh, myself. Oh, yeah, the Fortnite joke. I was like, oh, really? I audibly said in the theater, oh, my God. And Kieran's next yeah, to me, me giggling like a child on Christmas. And I'm like, stop it. Um, I will say something I found out last night is that uh, the reason Ken Jong and the reason that Helen Community. from Drake and J- yeah, because the Russo brothers worked on Community. I, I guess that that's where they're from. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't even know they did Community. I thought Russo brothers did uh, Arrested Development, mm. which I know they did. They did I didn't know they did both. Yeah, oh. isn't that crazy? I didn't know. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense because it's weird because like, Ken Jong didn't even see it, say anything. I know. We think he must have had a whole scene that they ended up yeah. cutting. Yeah, I was probably. So, like in loving that Helen was there. Dude, that was crazy. There were just a lot of, there were like character moments that I didn't even know I wanted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like when uh, when Captain America is watching uh, Agent Carter through the w- window, Holy that was moly. harsh. And he had to he had to walk away. He couldn't yeah. do anything. Oh my! How harsh was that? I know. And then, oh my god, when dude, because Yo, if you think de aged <sighs> Hank Pym. 
Well, that was really cool. And you that panned was... across the table and you saw the old school Ant-Man helmet. Yeah. Like that was, that really was actually, cool. I, I don't know. That looked really good to me. Like, and they de-aged him a lot. Yeah. He had the crazy. Michael too. Douglas is pretty old. Very. I yeah. thought skinny Tony looked bad. When was, oh, when he gets oh, back from the yeah, I thought it was like, oh, that's outer a bad space. visual effect. But Didn't bother me too Hank much. Hank Pym looked good, but I thought Skinny Tony was whack. <laughs> Something speaking about the beginning of the movie again. Um, if we're going to continue to appreciate it, the. Uh, Something that I was genuinely a little bit upset about. I don't know if we talked about it ever on the show, but in one of the trailers for Endgame, we saw the moment where Tony looks to Cap and says, do you trust me? And they shake hands, right? And A, I was bummed that we saw that in a trailer because my favorite MCU movie is Civil War. That's like clearly, I don't even, you know, not just for me, I think for everybody, like the most uh, engaging character, uh, you know, relationship is between those two. And the fact that A, it was in the trailer, they're reconvening and B it didn't even seem like anything it seems like they're just going to shake hands and it's over with you know they've been teasing this for literally years now um so the fact that when Tony got back you know of course they hugged and they made sure that everyone was okay but then when they're in the room and and Cap is like trying to plan all these things and you see that Tony is so defeated and he rips the thing off his chest and he like throws it at Cap and he's like you do it I'm done that was really cool and I'm really glad that they continue to push the tension as opposed to in the first 15 minutes of this new movie they just hug and say let's move on as a team I'm really glad that they that they push it even further that was show. something I loved as well was that he he shows up and he was like this is exactly what I, I wanted was to prevent about. happening after yeah. Ultron. I like that like, a lot. He's like, this is what I knew was going to happen. And you said that it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I was right. And, and that, then, that, that yeah. was brilliant that mm-hmm. he shows up and he's angry at Cap He didn't about even that. say, I was right. He no, said, he doesn't. But well, you know that's he said, what he's thinking. He, well, he said to Cap, um, you said that, you know, we're going to move on as a team or if we lose, we're going to lose as a team. Well, look what we did. You were right. We lost. Yeah. And he said that so you cool. weren't there. And I was, uh-huh. like, I was like, Oh my gosh. And, and when then, he shows up off the, off the ship, when he gets back to earth and he says, I lost the kid. And I was oh like, my Oh gosh. my God, that was brutal. brutal. Yeah. yeah. I love all of that. <laughs> I just didn't love when the, you I'm done complaining whatever can I complain about no, I know I, I understand because also there would be you know I was sitting to, next to the next to Karen so I, I was seeing the like when Professor Hulk showed up his kids like the whole fucking row was vibrating and I was like okay 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 we knew this was gonna happen let's just watch the scene now right um, so I do I do agree that like it was almost like everyone was trained to laugh yeah. when you're supposed to but I, that's a that's a minor complaint for the I think the feat that this movie no, was able to do. I gave it an eight out of ten so, on Twitter. I said it's not. Yeah, perfect. that's wild. I'm not losing that's my mind review. over it, but it's good. Uh huh. It's, it's a good. It's a well made movie, and it's a good finale to all. It's very much in the same vein of all these movies, and it's a good conclusion for it. Mm-hmm. Now, Marvel, take a break. You're not going to, but you should take a break. That's yeah. <laughs> that's what we talked about. Um, You're not going to. Preston and I make that Disney money, but you it's impossible to. Um, can I complain about I do want to conti- theater experience last night? Did you complain can about I? it or can you? Because the people oh, sure. like sure. around me were the most obnoxious people in the entire world. Uh, this dad and his son just kept talking in every scene. I literally looked uh, at them and shushed them like 20 times and they kept talking. People behind me were just like munching on like popcorn and opening like big bags of candy in my ear the whole time. And I was talking to Kieran about this last night. I said, I don't know if I can do Marvel movies in theaters. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, I don't know if I can do this because I'm trying to watch this movie and I missed like probably like 10% of the dialogue in this film. Because people were laughing (laughs) insanely loud at jokes that weren't that funny. They were eating food obnoxiously loud. They were talking. I was like, I don't know if I can do this because I'd rather watch this in my house right now. I think I might enjoy this movie more if I wasn't like being pressured to laugh at stuff I didn't think was funny, you know? Potentially. Yeah. Yeah, That always annoys me about viewing Marvel movies on opening night is that, you know, you can tell how funny something's supposed to be in a movie because, you know, there's that certain space after the comedic line Uh and then they start talking again. So they like give you that time to laugh. And, you know, I laugh for that space and then I stop and then they talk again. But for some reason on opening night, 
the theater like some of the people in the theater for the Marvel movie just keep laughing over the next line. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. why are we continuing to laugh? Literally. It like it wasn't supposed to be that funny. Like they're just supposed to get a chuckle out of you, you know? I have the That's all they wanted. They wanted that. to they just wanted to keep the mood light for this scene. Yes. And that's why that's why they put that line yes, in. They, wanted they, to, they don't want you dying from laughter. Yeah. You know? Literally, that's what it feels like. It feels like these people are like conditioned to laugh at certain parts like when star lord shows up and starts dancing i was like oh that's a cool beat from guardians and kieran literally jumped at my roommate kieran i know jumped out of his favorite movie and starts dancing he's like oh my god i can't believe they're doing this i'm like kieran you've seen that movie before (laughs) i know (laughs) i know yeah it's a lot this before it's a a a cool beat but like oh my god can these it was like being surrounded by like five-year-old children all in adult bodies and it was like because even like i'm a huge dc (laughs) fan and when i saw shazam i never did that (laughs) i was like yeah that's a cool moment that's a cool moment but like yeah i mean i don't like rabid there is a difference there is unfortunately a difference between the two because that was not only shazam's first time being on screen i know i know but I know, but the thing is, this movie was literally made for somebody like Kieran, for somebody like myself to be like, oh my God, they're back. And then I can feel like how I felt the first time I saw that movie. And I've grown with these characters and things like that. Where if you look at something like a Shazam, something really, really cool can happen. Something really, really cool can happen that actually even happened in the comics that I grew up reading and things like that. But there is a disconnect and it's not, it's not meant to have the same reaction. Just not. I just think that, um, Marvel, like in general, like these huge movies, I'm just like the theater going experience is not enjoyable for me anymore. I was, I I think my opinion on the movie last night, I was pretty negative when I came out because I was so frustrated with the theater, like just watching the movie. You should just try it. You should just try going like the, the next morning at 10 a.m. I'm going to start going to try and go into like empty theaters because like, I think I wouldn't have enjoyed this movie maybe more if I didn't. Cause like jokes are whatever, but like if I hear a joke and the whole theater's like, and like, I can't hear the next like five (laughs) lines, then I'm like, shut up. It wasn't that funny. But if if there's like a proper joke that's funny, then I'll laugh. Like, you know, like. I understand. And people should have an etiquette when you go to a theater, you know, like the joke of, oh, you're going to bring the crying baby into the rated R movie or whatever. But literally seeing this movie opening night, everyone there was so excited and, and you're allowed to be excited. There's sure. a fine line between right. being excited and ruining it for everybody. And there were a couple moments that I did look around and be like, okay, right when the movie started, I, I literally, I said, please shut up yeah. like out loud. But, um, people talk through the whole movie. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, but beyond that, geez, you guys had a terrible theater. What the no, hell? it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Jake, it was the not dudes that bad. next to me talked the whole. I know movie. Preston said that. Okay, but I I did have some people who were walking in front of me uh, during the opening Hawkeye scene, so I was kind of mm-hmm. mad about that, and I was like, "Yo, sit down." Yeah, yeah and yeah. then I was also mad because I'm a gigantic Star Wars fan that people were walking in front of me during the, oh, the trailer, oh, yeah, uh, Star Wars trailer. Was so much fun. Huh? The trailer on the big screen was so cool. Dude, I saw it in 3D IMAX. Oh, and awesome. As, with the surround sound, and uh, people were cheering during it, and uh, when Emperor Palpatine's laugh came on, everyone in the theater was like, yeah! Yeah, that's cool. It, that's it was awesome. awesome. That's epic. Um, so there's one more thing that I just want to put out into the universe to say that I really liked, and then unless you guys have anything more on that, I think we should talk about like Marvel moving forward. Mm. Yeah, sure. But anyway, so the last thing that I really liked is I spent going into Endgame, I rewatched Avengers, Ultron, Civil War, and Infinity War. But I spent a lot of, t- you know, we watched Civil War, and I spent a lot of time thinking about Cap's arc because uh, I just find it really, really interesting. The man out of time, the, uh, because basically. Right. His whole thing, beyond the man out of time, his whole thing is all he wanted to do at the beginning of of this whole thing, right, in the 40s, is be a part of a team. Not even necessarily, um, you know, 
serve his country or like fight for good or anything like that, which obviously he wanted to. But I think I th- really think it was like, I want to be a part of a team. And that's why he appreciates Bucky so much, because it's like the one person who he can really like bond with and and do that. Right. And he, he got that in Avengers. Right. And that's all I think he really ever wanted is to be a part of this team. But then throughout the course of however many movies he's in, that stool, his care, his the real thing that like holds him up was kicked out right from under him right so he learns that he can't trust shield anymore because they're all hydra he learns he can't trust his he can't even like find solace in his best friends because it's not even his friends anymore he looks the same but that's uh that's not him he's been brainwashed right and his his family of the avengers gets split right down the middle and by the way he he takes the stance of we can't trust the government we can't trust that team which all i ever wanted to do is be a part of but i've learned that i was wrong right and we can only trust ourselves yeah. so at the end of this movie his final final stance when he he looks like he's going to die right his arm looks yeah. like it's about and to like fall off and the shield is yes and he cracked. and he gets this crazy wide shot that's just him in rubble walking up to Thanos and and his army, his army was already there and it's just one versus everybody, which unfortunately is what he's learned, right? He's learned he can't trust people anymore. He, He can't trust anyone but himself, which by the way is the wrong thing. In the grand scheme of things, you should appreciate the people, you know, you should like take in love and things like that, right? But he's learned that he can't do it, and he's got to do it himself. And he's walking towards Thanos, and then you very subtly hear, hey, on your left, or whatever, right? And then the first portal opens, and the second portal opens, and then you see the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe back this guy up. And it's like, oh, finally, he's back on a team. It's all he ever wanted. And that was like... That was really, really special. And that was only one moment that was like that in the whole movie. That was just, that was the one thing they chose to do with Captain America. Pretty much every Avenger got a moment like that. Yeah. When he said Avengers assemble, that was really cool. God. Yeah, that was Uh, really cool. Giant Ant Man bashing the The space worm ship. Literally, you can't not like this movie because the final 45 minutes is unbelievable. The thing is, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. But the thing, the thing that makes it so special is that beyond the spectacle of seeing all these characters and the incredible like special effects and and it's just uh, just visually so stimulating. But baked into all of that, it's all happening because of like genuine storytelling and character moments. I have no idea how they're able to do something like that. Yeah. Anyways, does anyone else have anything or we can talk about moving forward and things like that? I, uh, I feel like I came across negative and I didn't like I, I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I want to backtrack a no, little bit. No, everything <laughs> I said I stand by, but I think I didn't really even okay. talk about what I liked because you guys were like loving yeah. it, so I like had to play devil's advocate. Uh, right. because yeah, I had yeah. a very not a different reaction. Yeah, well, and I I felt like I didn't have to say what I didn't like because you brought it up like I the Fortnite joke made me roll my eyes yeah. real hard. Fortnite and, and Captain Marvel saving the day I right from the Captain jump was Marvel like a little too much. Movie. No, I didn't I, mind I her didn't, at the end, but I did mind her in the either. beginning. That did, her saving uh, Tony didn't bother me. I thought it was um, obvious, but I was like, whatever. Um, I thought when yeah. she entered the atmosphere at the end, that might be my favorite moment in the movie. When they're like, that was cool. something has come to the atmosphere and she blows through the ship. I literally like was sitting there. I was like, this character is so cool. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It's so cool. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the coolest moment in the movie for me was uh, when I can't remember what Thanos says, but he looks, he like snaps his fingers and then he doesn't have the stones. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, Tony has. Yeah, he says, I am inevitable, and he snaps, and then it doesn't work, and he looks, and the stones aren't there, and then Tony has them on his hand, and he says, I am Iron Man. Yeah. He was like, and then he snaps. That was like, I got tears in my that eyes. Was that was like the, mo- the coolest moment yeah. for me. He did the ultimate selfless act. Yeah, and like the coolest thing about that was that when Doctor Strange showed up, and he was like, hey, you said that there was only one way we could win this. Is this that? And he... I can't tell you. I can't tell you. And then the one he holds up the one when Iron Man's facing off with Thanos. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, he didn't tell him because he knew that Iron Man would have to die. 
in order yeah. for them to win. And he wasn't sure if Iron Man would go through with it. I if love he told that him. line where if I tell you what's going to happen, it won't. Yeah. So cool. So, it got so trippy. So when he's, when he's fighting Thanos, uh, Strange holds up the one and he's like, all right, let's do this then. Here. That was really cool. Cool there was moment. a lot there is a lot to like in no, this movie. I, I stand by my eight out of ten. I just had to <laughs> introduce my criticism because you guys had no. I would criticism. give it an eight too. Yeah. I give it an eight. I did prefer Avengers I, Infinity War, personally. I don't know. Like I don't know which one I prefer more because this is obviously it feels like a part one and part oh, two sure. thing. And I don't know which one I prefer. Uh I really do like the whole uh how Avengers Infinity War focuses on the on the villain focuses on Thanos he's almost like the main character it revolves around him and he wins and that was so cool but I love this movie because I love Endgame because there's that whole part where we're just like we don't know what to do we don't have a plan like we're just trying to live now yeah you know like we're just trying to live that with the fact that we failed and i know it's a very subtle thing but when you saw black widow and she's just like making the sandwich that was like really brutal like you could see how beat up she is you know what i mean i have a question about like sitting there with her hair down or with her head down yeah go on dying and jake you tried yeah i have the answer but i genuinely didn't understand why does hawkeye love her most out of anything that she has to sacrifice herself no why can't you love more it's than just one a person. soul. It's just a soul that you love. Yeah, I thought it was like so you what have you to love sacrifice. That's why Thanos no. took Gamora. No, it's just a soul that you love. Uh, that was the whole thing with Gamora was that she thought that he didn't love anything. Oh, but he loved her, and then and then he loved her, oh, okay. and that's why he threw so her. So one of them had would die. To get, okay, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, they they love each other because they're like real good no, for no, besties I I and just, whatnot. I thought it was like I was very like what. <laughs> yeah um, and that was a brutal scene too it felt so comic booky when they were both trying to throw themselves off specifically when he pulls the bow and arrow and it like blows up in front of uh nat and then he jumps like yeah. that yeah literally every five minutes was like a very special beat i swear to god right. i mean that's not true and it, not when true. she fell and died it was the same uh yeah. score as when gamora I fell and died did you notice that how yeah. violent this movie was um, yeah, this is was, the most yeah, blood I've ever violent. seen in any they Marvel film. They showed Thanos be yeah. beheaded. Like uh, that yeah. was one thing I really loved. Two like, times. This is the most violent <laughs> Marvel film, and I love it. Um, yeah. Something if we want to talk about the score, which was I noticed and was like, holy moly, they did that. Was when Ant Man was explained. It was like when they're getting ready for the heist, and it looks like they're not the heist. Sorry. Well, it is a heist, right? That they called it the time heist. The time heist. Cool. And uh, it. It was it was a fun scene, and they were like doing the science and making the suits and whatever. And it was the Avengers theme doing the mixed science. in mixed in with the bongos, which is the Ant Man theme. <laughs> and I was like, that is really cool. That was like I, really subtle. I saw in the post in the credits that they had the Ant Man theme there. Yeah, I didn't it was notice mixed in, in with the, the Avengers score when they were That's all working cool. together. Oh my god! And when Tony was so tortured that he figured it out. And he was so pissed off, and he's like, "I'm gonna lock it in a in a box and throw it in the lake. I don't, I don't even want to know." Really special. Yeah, that was Anyways. super cool. And when he like looked at the picture of him and Peter, that was oh. like uh, every time that he brought up Peter, it was like brutal. Was like, Dude, he, I don't know if you saw, but he posted Robert Downey Jr. posted that picture of him and Peter, and the caption was like simpler times. He posted it like two or three days ago. Darn. Yeah, which is really interesting because uh, it ended up being a part of the movie. I thought it was just like a photo from set. No, yeah, that that was like a photo they took together. I think it was at the end of Homecoming when like, yeah, Peter so. wins an award or something. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, I, um, I just found out one interesting thing about the very, very end of the movie that I wanted to say. And then it'll move us into talking about Marvel moving forward because there was no after credit scene. There was right. not even a Avengers will return, which is what I figured they were going to say. It was nothing, right? But when we're when you're watching the movie, you kind of hear like a clang. I don't know if anybody noticed that. I did, but when and I was cr- wondering what the yes. hell that was. When, when the credits end. It was like a metal clang. Right, yeah, right before it gives the Marvel logo and distributed by Disney, there's like a ching, 
like a clang. And I figured, I literally oh. thought it was like the uh, curtains in our theater. It's, it's definitely, well, first of all, I, I wasn't sure if I heard it, but then I watched like an Easter egg video at night and they were like, yeah, they 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 put it in the sound effect. So people think it's, it's a sound effect from an Iron Man one when he's like clanging and building the suit in the cave. Oh. But I, I don't know if that means anything moving forward. I don't know if that sound could could insinuate like a bigger villain. Maybe it was the first or... sound in the in the current MCU. Oh, maybe. maybe, maybe. But it's just something weird to think about. Cause, I don't know if oh, because it... remember in in the first Iron Man when it shows the title screen, it says. Ching. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's probably it says, what it was. Ching, Iron Man. Uh-huh. That's like the title screen. It's probably like a send off to Iron Man. Yeah. So but, maybe uh, it was the exact same sound bite. I don't probably, really know. Probably, but that's such a random thing to throw in. Why not? Like I was racking my brain to think of if, if like that's like if any X-Men like deal with sounds or like something. Cause like no, I thought, I God, they would they, tease something like uh, that. Feige said it was going to be a real long time. I know, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a real long time. Yeah. But also, you know, like it'll happen within the next five years. Exactly. I'm sure. Um, and you know they at the end of Avengers we we saw Thanos and I'm glad that they didn't necessarily tease like the next big bad or the next like big thing to look forward to because you know God it was over a decade of these movies let's just like appreciate that it's over for a minute before we yeah. start worrying about the next thing. Um, but you know I figured we'd see something or at least the Avengers will return you know or something. Right. So that's pretty interesting. All right. Uh-huh. I don't know about that one. <laughs> All right, let's move into where we think the MCU is going from here. Jake, you, you want guys, to talk about that? Sure. I mean, you know, we have we have Spider Man right around the corner, and we have yeah. uh, we know Black Panther two is happening. We know that Captain you know, Marvel two is happening. Captain correct? Marvel, uh, yeah. Ant Man three is that confirmed? I didn't I th- know. I think so. I, I'm Guardians going by 3. what I think is in the next phase. Guardians three Guardians is, is absolutely happening. happening although Black Panther two. Obviously. Did you say that? Black yeah, Panther Black 2. Panther's happening, and um, uh, I know for a fact we're getting a Black Widow movie. Oh, the yeah, Eternals we're... movie, which is really weird, and we should talk about that. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Oh my gosh! Well, we want it. We have no idea when or they if or anything. To. <laughs> yeah, and um, then um, we know yeah. that we're getting a Black <laughs> Widow movie, but right. from what I understand, it's going to be a prequel. Yeah, that's set, what I understand too. Uh, set at the turn of the century, so it's going to be cool. like revolving around the Y two K bug, which is kind of cool to think about. Fun, and I'm glad that it's not so far back that it's an origin story. I like that we're just kind of thrown into this is like a Black Widow mission. As opposed to, I think that's cool that we're just getting like kind of like a solo outing because she's dead. Yeah, I mean, the be set in the past, obviously. Uh huh. And I'm sure you know the we'll- emotional beat where they were like, um, going back to the movie. Sorry, when they were like, we can't bring Nat back. We can't. I was like, but you brought Gamora back, and she did the same thing. I know, but Gamora was a different was. They can never bring that Gamora back. Yeah, that was yeah, Gamora that's, before that's she even passed Gamora. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Wait, isn't yeah? Because isn't present Gamora dead? Because yes. they're looking yes. at the screen at the end, and she still said it still said that she was missing. Well, Unless she present Gamora is out the there fight. somewhere. No, she's dead. She's definitely dead. Well, where's that was where past was Gamora, Gamora though? New Gamora. Are, which one are you talking yeah. about? Past Gamora past or Gamora present Gamora? Wasn't there either. Where'd she go? Past Gamora was there. Past Gamora was there. Uh, yes. In the final battle, she was the was one she who on helped the, the ship. Though past Gamora end? helped present Nebula kill no, past know, Nebula. But I'm saying yeah. was pres or past Gamora on the Guardian ship at the end? No, she disappeared. Yeah. She disappeared with. Uh, well, no, was Nebula with the Guardians at the end? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, so I don't know. They didn't say where past Gamora went. I think that thing at the end where it said missing is they were searching for her. Mm. Oh, because she okay. like vanished yeah, so after I the think, fight. I think that, you know, present Gamora is just dead, dead. Probably. So is Vision. Well, Vision's yeah, dead, we never dead. even got a. Oh, yeah, you're totally right. There's oh. going to be a Vision and Wanda show. Maybe that was from Maybe their time be... between um, yeah. like Civil War and Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it Infinity could be set War. like as they're, uh, you know, fleeing from the government and things like that. That's true. Or at least Wanda is. After uh, after Civil War and yeah. how they got to Scotland, not that anybody or wherever they were, not that anybody even asked for that. <laughs> but yeah. um, that could be what they do. But I think Vision's dead, dead, at least for now. 
And I think yeah. Loki's dead, dead too. Loki's dead, dead, but we're getting that shit. Oh, it was really cool. I really liked, sorry to continue talking about Endgame, but when, when Loki was able to grab the Tesseract again and like poof out. That was fun. That oh, was really yeah. cool. But then Obviously, they corrected that anyway yeah, because they went back matter. to the 70s. But that yeah, was just I a really cool like, like, whoa. Something introduced that wasn't paid off. I thought it would have been fun to see them chasing down Loki again. Yeah, but I, yeah. you know, I appreciate it just from a structure standpoint that it almost looked too easy that they were going to get all the stones like no problem. Yeah. And then almost all at the same time, they went haywire. Thanos caught on. The New York things were messed up. Um, the Sorcerer Supreme to wouldn't talk Swinton. to Bruce. Yep. <laughs> so. Which whatever. was a cool scene, by the way. Yeah, I totally like. was. Totally was. Um, but yeah, moving You're five forward. five years too early. <laughs> moving forward with Marvel. Um you know the the very easy answer is to say, you know, we, you know they introduce X Men, they introduce Fantastic Four, maybe we even get an Avengers versus X Men movie. Uh, you know, a lot of people talked about a Secret Wars movie, which I don't know if you two know what that is, but it or for anybody that doesn't know, it's uh, from what I understand at least a like basically a scroll movie. So. It's it's revealed the whole time that like oh my god Iron Man was a scroll for ten years and he had like a opposite agenda or things like that but now in the MCU it looks like scrolls are actually the good guys so yeah. that that movie can be xed out and then also there's something to be said about you know the the first twenty two twenty three movies of Marvel was all leading up to this big bad Thanos two part epic movies maybe moving forward they're going to have a completely different tone it's not even going to be like that it's something completely separate right um yeah i mean who knows we have we have spider-man but i don't think we're going to be getting any answers as of july spider-man homecoming is technically still in the same phase as all this avengers stuff that's currently going on you're right not homecoming far from home Oh yeah, far from but you're right that is that is technically a phase four or whatever movie Three? I, I don't know. I think we're Maybe in phase three. three right now. I don't yeah. know. I'm not really but sure. But you're right. It is. It is that. And also, I did read somewhere that it's it's going to be set like five minutes after Endgame. That's dope. Oh, really? It's like literally going to pick up directly where it ends. So maybe it'll pick up at the funeral? Question mark. I like that. Yeah. That was a really cool splash page, by the way, where it just p- panned through like every character that's in these. Did you movies. guys know who the teenage boy was? In yeah, the- was Iron Man three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I didn't Crazy. even know that. I but then I figured it out on Twitter this morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Who the hell was that kid?" And then they're like, "Oh, it was the Twitter." Yeah, pretty let weird. Let me know that it was that kid from Iron Man three, but he just went through puberty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. puberty. <laughs> And then, oh my like, God. so, you know, now we know what they do with. Oh, yeah. So, this is something to bring up. Um, I watched a video that's like, it was actually, I think, uh, a film theory, that guy. Oh, oh my and God. I think, <laughs> I think it was, uh, he was saying, like, literally, like, Marvel movies that Robert Downey Jr. appears in make like 30 something percent more than Marvel movies that he does not appear in. People like and obviously, geez. you know, the, the Avengers movies are like the big ones and you can't chalk that up to right. him, but even like even civil war and, and even just like the Iron Man standalone movies make a significant amount more homecoming. than coming. So yeah, the, yeah. Homecoming than some, some of the others. So I don't know about his contract. Like I know that, uh, that, uh, Chris Evans' contract is up, at least for right yeah. now. Chris Evans is, like, done. Yeah. I think. He said he doesn't want to do anymore. Yes, which is fine. He he got a great ending, and I could never complain about that. But with Iron Man, this guy loves it. You know, Robert Downey Jr. is, he like, does. Marvel's Mark Hamill. He loves doing this stuff. Yeah. And there's a precedent in the comics, especially in the newer ones. Like, uh, I used to keep up, if I'm being completely honest. And I think it was in Civil War Two or... Or Secret Empire, or like one of the big events that happens like a summer or two ago. Um, Iron Man was dead the whole time, but he like transferred his consciousness into like an AI. So it was just like the Iron Man suit walking around, but then his face was like a blue hologram. They easily could do that. Like I would not, I, I don't mm-hmm. doubt that this will be Robert Downey Jr.'s last ending. I think they'll keep him dead, but I think they'll do some weird like science y thing for, for him to like, you know, help whatever is going on and maybe even like uploaded int- his conscience to something or something like that. Yeah, and I think it's possible that he could be like the next Jarvis or the next, what do they call it now? Friday. Uh, Friday. You know, I feel like that he could be speaking. I feel like that could 
potentially be cool. Like he could be uh, the voice in uh, like yeah, Spider-Man suit or something. Wow. Yeah, that'd be cool. But um, I don't know if they would do that. Yeah, but like literally, I have no idea what they're gonna do. What their big plans are. I guess the Eternals will probably be a big deal because the Eternals are big characters in the Infinity Gauntlet comic. They're basically like these gods that created the world. And uh, I think from what I remember, we got a look at them in Guardians 1, like when the Collector is explaining how the Infinity Stones works. And you see that like giant monster thing, like put a staff in the ground and then like the planet explodes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an Eternal. So uh, oh, okay. I think, I think. So I don't know how they're how that's going to be a movie, but I assume like a big cosmic entity will uh, will push the you know grander stories moving forward, as opposed to something like a Spider Man Far From Home, which seems to be a very grounded movie. Yeah. Uh, and then, how do you guys feel overall about the fact that the next phase is essentially just going to be sequels? Yeah, it's interesting to think about. I mean, Eternals is, is going to be a new. A new franchise. I mean, right. But beyond that one, yeah, I guess so. I see no issue with it. I think that all these movies share a similar tone anyway. So sequel, regular, mm. new entry, like it's gonna still carry that Marvel flavor, you know. So I don't, I don't right. see any issue with it. I'm cool with it being characters I already know. Yeah. Yeah, and we and we don't know what big strides they're gonna take. Sure. Like, uh, you know, with with Black Panther. I was like, oh my God, they brought Shuri. Like she is just a girl <laughs> who had the guns on her hands. And like, now she's going to fight these aliens. But, um, you know, within each character's, you know, little universe of their own, we don't know what strides they're going to take and push the, push the characterization along, you know, like, uh, who knows what they're going to do with a character like Shuri? Who knows what, uh, you know, if there is indeed an Ant-Man movie, something that, yeah, I was going to say is they've talked about like the microverse or something. Yeah. Like people live in the quantum realm, I think like in like a city, which is really what? like, yeah, like really like seventies comic booky craziness. Yeah. But uh, I think that exists. And he even said, Paul Rudd was like, you know, it's like its own universe, its own world. It's just really small or something like that. So, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot of room for growth. Also, most of the characters are new. And also like in a Captain Marvel movie, if it's all set in space, uh, you can introduce anybody, yeah. you know, there can be more Nova Corps, uh, you know, have her meet up with guardians oh, or dude, have some as guardians as, in Captain Marvel. I want that movie. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. That could be cool. So I think there's a lot of room for growth and then probably the new characters will be the Fox stuff. Right. Yeah. I wanted a fantastic four post credit scene, man. I really did. Me too. I don't know. I, I felt like it was fitting that there was no post credit. I get scene, it. There well, was. I said when the movie ended, I said, I don't think there's going to be one, but mm-hmm. I would have, ra- I, would I wouldn't love be surprised if you got, if you got a, Deadpool or someone in uh, the post credit scene of Spider-Man. Oh, I think though. we will. And confirmed, yeah. uh, they said they're going to keep him rated R. Yeah. So I don't know what the yeah. hell. If it's, if it's just going to be separate, like, I don't think you can have a MCU movie. I, I like, literally don't think you can. I think he'll, I don't his think- solo films will be rated R, and then when he does team-ups, they're going to, like, bleep him out. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to bleep like, him effect, And he'll point to But the what bleep. I mean is, yeah. in his... In his solo movies, I don't think they'll have much connection points because, like, grander storytelling wise, I don't think. I think he'll have little tiny ex- missions of his own stuff. Yeah, they, no, they will. But I'm saying, like, I don't think they'll connect to whatever the next big thing is because you can't expect the big audiences to go watch his movies because it's inappropriate for, like, their target audience, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Deadpool makes a lot of money. They make a lot yeah. of money, dude. I mean, I I agree with Spencer though. I think that for Deadpool specifically, they'll keep him rated R, like they said they would, and then mm-hmm. they'll just bleep him until he, you know, trains himself to be PG thirteen. Uh, for about the it Avengers too. movies, and then when he gets back to his personal movies, he'll be rated exactly. R. Yeah. I'll be like, finally, uh, I can fucking curse again. Yeah. Well, I think he'll like swear, and it'll bleep, and he'll be like, oh right, I'm in a Spider Man movie, and it'll be a funny moment. Yeah, that'd yeah. be really fun. To uh. To close out the show, I'm wondering if we want to talk about how the MCU we think will move forward, like using Disney Plus, 
because we know there's several mm-hmm. official tie-ins. And then I don't know if you guys have read or seen much about this like Marvel What If show. It's going to be like yeah, the cartoon. I heard a little bit about it. It's I'm a cartoon? Just, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an animated oh, okay. show. Is that the MCU? Spencer, you hear about this? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, I, I mean, it's it's based in the MCU, but it's like a it's a what if. So the one that they talked about is what if Peggy Carter got the super serum instead of Steve Rogers, and then like you know we'd see a twenty two minute cartoon about what would happen. It's, like a, it's an anthology cartoon series. Yeah, you know it'll be a kid show, but it, you know it should be really interesting and fun. Um, but like with the with the main shows. I guess so. What we have to look forward to, as it stands, is the Buck or Falcon and, and Winter Soldier, Wanda and Vision, and Loki. All those three are confirmed. Um, Who's in the Loki one besides Loki? Isn't it? I'm isn't not it sure. Another team up one. Well, do you? Or is it just Loki? Do you know the I premise really, of the show at all? No, I don't. I oh, I know that Loki's supposed to be in it, but yeah, no, no, no. It's really cool. It's uh it's gonna. I don't know if it's going to be necessarily an anthology show, but it's the like pitch for it is uh, you're going to go back to all the important moments in human history and it's going to be revealed that Loki was actually uh, behind it the whole time, like influencing (laughs) things. That's funny. So that'll be really, really cool, I think. And, and then, you know, you can play it like, you know, Loki has a heart. And he was like fixing uh, humanity's blunders or it's, you know, he was influencing like these terrible things that happened. So either or could be really really cool, um, right? And then I guess you you guys brought up a really good point, which I never even thought about. The Wanda and Vision show must be set in the past, just because Vision there is no is more Vision anymore. Dead right now, unless they bring him back somehow. But yeah, then again, they didn't Tony even Stark talk is about. dead, and yeah, he exactly. was one of the people who created him. So that means, at least from from what I would guess, that that show won't have an incredible amount of tie-in with whatever's going on moving forward. Yeah. So that only leads the Which Bucky is perfect. And, That's yeah, how I want it. I'm fine don't with make that us too. watch a bunch of TV shows to understand what's going on in the movies. I don't think that I don't think they're going to want to make us do that. Yeah, they won't. Yeah. Which I which I appreciate. And that was what I was kind of getting at like is do we think that Disney Plus will uh you know, be like integral to understanding the full on no, story. I, I don't. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll make a comparison to star Wars real quick. Uh, but star Wars for me, you know, the movies, there's always been a separation between the movies and the TV shows and the, I guess the comic books and the novelizations and the books and all that EU stuff mm-hmm. that people like to take part in. Um, but there's always sort of a separation. People are always like, oh, do you think they'll include this thing from this comic? Do you think they'll include this Clone Wars, this piece of lore or whatever uh, from this episode of the Clone Wars in the next movie? And yeah, I don't yeah. know. Whenever people bring that up to me, I usually say no, because no one most the mass majority of the population hasn't seen that episode of the Clone mm-hmm. Wars or read that comic. So they would have no idea what was going on, you know. Uh, the the Star Wars movies are fairly simple when you th- when you dumb them down, uh, and I feel like for the most part, Marvel at least the MCU controlled by Disney is is the same way. They're not going to want people to have to watch movies, or not, they're not going to want to have to make people watch TV shows and read. Uh, comics and whatnot in order to understand the movies they yeah. want to have that sort of uh invisible separation between them and you know I, what I mean? uh, yeah absolutely and that's probably the the right call because obviously you need to continue moving on with these characters because they make a lot of money and these shows should be really cool but in terms of like you know grander storytelling uh there's there's no problem with it being a little separate i don't mind that at all but with that being said um I think it makes at least a at least a little bit of sense for that Falcon Winter Soldier show to be the only one that like is set in the current iteration and you know maybe we don't necessarily get a Sam Wilson Captain America movie but their right. their adventures are in the show and then they end up meeting in the in the uh 
the, whatever the next big event movie is within the next five years. And then, yeah. um, and then they say, they, they like throw it out there, like how, uh, we've seen Black Widow and Hawkeye, you know, talk about Budapest. Like we know that's a thing that happens, right, but it doesn't right, necessarily right. matter, which is also kind of how Star Wars does it, you know? Yeah. And I don't know how you feel, and I don't know how you feel, Spencer, uh, but specifically with the example of, uh, was it Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier right. or Captain Falcon, whatever you want to. Oh, wait, Captain that's a Falcon, Nintendo that'd be character. Epic. <laughs> Captain the newest Falcon. Avenger, uh, Captain Falcon. <laughs> show me your moves. Uh, that's him, right? Falcon uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, if, with that example, if, you know, if they do this show, but no one watches that, or not no one, but it, let's say we don't watch that, but a bunch of people do. Okay. Um, and then we view the next one and they're in it. We're going to know who they are and we're going to know that uh, Falcon is now Captain Falcon. Yeah. Well, uh, because <laughs> they established that at the end of Endgame. You uh-huh. know? So it's really not that big a deal. It's all, it's all on execution and whatnot. I think these shows are not going to have anything consequential to the universe. I think they'll be almost like I fun little agree. side quests with these characters. Definitely the Loki one. Yeah, but going forward, they're not going to like affect the overall. I think they, they're going to be canon like in air quotes, but like the story yeah. like through lines are going to be the films and the TV is going to be like bo- basically like bonus features on a DVD. Like, oh, let's watch. Let's right. see what uh, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier are up to today. What wacky adventure. Yeah, they probably. <laughs> it's literally like uh, it's like in the comics yeah. when there's the big events that all the characters come together and do the things. And then there's like the aftermath and you can like read their own solo series. Yeah, it'll probably yeah. be something like that. Like so. a big comic. But I have I have a high hopes for them. I think they should be really good oh, shows. Good. It's a, it's the same creative team behind them. So no, yeah. I mean, as long as they keep like the same amount of effort and storytelling as they do with the movies, right. I feel like they'll be great successes. And yeah. obviously, they've got the fan base there. So oh, yeah. there's also yeah. no evidence like that be, points to them not putting that effort in. Right. So I feel like. It's going to be hard for them to fail. Of course. But uh, with that, we, we got to wrap it up because we are unfortunately out of time. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast, where we talked about all things Avengers Endgame and the MCU coming in the future. It is not stopping anytime soon. Uh, make sure to turn to tune in in two weeks time when we return to our usual biweekly schedule. But in the meantime, if you'd like to support our program, you can certainly do that by going on the podcast service that you are currently using and giving us a thumbs up, five stars, two mouse ears, or whatever qualifies as a good rating. And guess what? We're also on Twitter. Feel free to use us to follow us at Lane Calder, at Jake Moody 98, and at Spencer Bennett 7. And hey, guess what? We have an Instagram now. So go on your Instagram app and follow Disney underscore deconstructed underscore podcast to get updates on Disney news and random show related shenanigans, even when we're off the air. We also encourage you to spread the word by telling a friend about our show and help us grow our small community of Disney fanatics. Again, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Writing and producing for this episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast was done by my two co-hosts, Jake Moody and Spencer Bennett, and myself, Lane Calder. Editing was done by Lane Calder. The music for our program was composed by Brandon LaBelle. By the way, I hope you like that new Marvel-themed music. The font for our logo was designed by Edward Pinkava. Our beautiful faces were drawn by Sarah Bermudez. Thanks for joining us, and have a zippity-doo-dah day.